since it's been adopted, we've given out 15 warnings. Uh, so far, remember, we, would, we were going to warn for 30 days. Um, so we gave out eight the week before and seven this, uh, this past week. So um, I forget the, I think, it, I think it came in on Thursday. So um, I think it was eight the first full week. But I know since it's been adopted, it's been, we've had 15 warnings. Um, Go out. So Mayor D.C. Reeves talking about the new public safety ordinance, what uh, some people would think of as the anti-panhandling ordinance that tells you you cannot interact with a vehicle from the side of the road in the city of Pensacola. That's been on the books now for less than a month, but we're supposed to have about a month's worth of warning, and then they start actually issuing tickets. Joining us now uh, from Miami, where he is not on vacation, but where he is doing exactly what I have been saying for years he should do, which is teach other public information officers how to do their jobs better. Uh, Mike Wood, the PIO for the uh, Pensacola Police Department, joins us. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Thank you. No, absolutely. And you know I have said this to you and about you, and everybody knows that uh, you are, you know, you are one of the best public information. I mean, like, if there's a top of the class, you're at the top of the class. Others may also be there, but, you, there, there's, you know, there's nobody ahead of you in that regard. Uh, so I'm glad that they have you teaching it. How would you manage to get into that, by the way? Because I think that's great that you're representing Pensacola that way. Well, I started here about nine years ago. This is the ninth time I've attended this class, and there, you've learned something from every one of them and uh, kind of own your craft a little bit. And um, so Miami-Dade this year has decided to move me from student to instructor, which I, or instructor, where, you know, I'm, I'm flattered. I didn't see that coming. Uh, but we're, we're uh, teaching things to other people, other departments, the way we do it. And a lot of, pe- a lot of uh, departments like the way we do the real-time texting on break- breaking news, and they're adopting that. And yeah. uh, hopefully that's going to take off. So, um so, yeah, we're just uh, doing the best I can up here. Hopefully, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from them, and maybe they can learn a little bit from me. I, I, you know, I know it's not exactly PPD stuff, but it kind of is. Um, because as a law enforcement agency, PPD has been out in front of a lot of things from, you know, body cameras to how you handle public information. I mean, just, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, you have seen the other side. You've seen the, you know, the, the, the um, I mean, there's been a long history post-Ferguson of cops learning how to deal with the public and sometimes an adversarial public. What's sort of your big thing, if there is such a thing, your big, like, I always keep this front and center whenever I'm thinking about difficult subjects, difficult incidents, and talking to the media? Well, the the worst thing that an agency can do is withhold information that you don't need to withhold. Now, if it's going to jeopardize a case, we certainly won't let that out. But there's just so much information out now that we need to let out that we did not used to. Uh, because if we don't talk to the media, if we don't talk to the public that we serve, then they're going to find out someplace else. And usually that's social media, which is very scary because anybody can get on social media and say anything. And if it's the wrong information and it starts to snowball, it's very difficult for us to go and catch up to that narrative and, and overtake that narrative. So what we need to do is stay out in front of the story, get the information out to the public, every bit of it that we can possibly let out without jeopardizing the case and get it out quickly. And, you know, never shy away from the question. Be willing to answer it as much as you can. And I know you've done that. I mean, I think, you know, there have been a couple of incidents where I know that your willingness to say something at first before the lockdown for FDLE comes into place, that that has made the biggest difference in whether that becomes a major local crisis or it doesn't. And so, I mean, I just, you know, like I said, you, there are other, there are others who also do well, but there's nobody ahead of you in the class. I'll just say it that way. Um, turning back to local issues, you heard the mayor, what he said about the, um, uh, the panhandling ordinance, public safety ordinance. We got what about another two weeks or so of warnings before we start actually issuing citations? Yeah, that's true. That doesn't mean that we're still not going to continue to do warnings. Every situation is different. Uh, if a citation is needed, we're certainly going to do that. 
uh, the ordinance is put in place to keep people from getting hurt. And uh, and that, that's the long and the short of it. But uh, it's not a it's not a 100 percent. You're going to get a citation after a month, but it, that could still happen. But it's just that uh, the, the warnings can be over with. Everybody should be used to the ordinance being in place uh, after 30 days. Are you finding in practice that the ordinance gives officers the clarity and authority and because I know you've got to like watch them first to make sure that they're actually, you know, staying there long enough and interacting and do I mean, you know, there's like all of those. Is the ordinance giving your officers enough ability to do the task properly? Yes, the officers are able to make the decision on their own. Again, it's not just black and white. You will write a citation uh, if they're in a particular spot they're not supposed to be in. Uh, it's up to the officer. So it's not like that we're gonna we're gonna have to write everybody that we see standing in that intersection if they're there for just a couple of seconds again that's the officer's uh, discretion that's up to uh, up to him or her. All right, very good. And that, I mean that's kind of what I figured, but I wanted to check because I don't know that anybody's gonna ask you that question. And if the answer is no in some way, I want to know right so that we can uh, we can get it fixed. Uh, we're still on schedule for what a late spring maybe rollout for the red light cameras early summer. Yeah, that's the target date. We don't want to give a specific one because we simply don't have one. So we've got to get the logistics done, the equipment put into place, uh, some testing done, and then once it goes online, we will make sure to let the public know. Very good. And uh, we have a new canine on the force, right? We do. Uh, canine Onyx. And, you know, it was sad to report uh, uh, some time ago the, the death of Sino. Uh, but if you, uh, if you, we've got Onik now, which is a wonderful dog. Me and Officer Harris have done a lot of work together already, uh, capturing felony suspects. Um, if you wonder where the name came from, it's Sino spelled backwards. So um, we're happy to happy to have him on board. Oh, that's a nice tribute. I kind of like because I was going to ask that. It's an odd name, and you know, does that some unusual language that I'm not familiar with? But that's a way of honoring Sino by you know the reverse naming of his successor. Absolutely. And, and he, there's no doubt this dog will will be top of the line uh, simply because of his handler, Zach Harris, is, is just simply one of the best. And he's a uh, Malinois? He's a uh, shepherd? He's what is he? He's a Malinois, I believe. Okay. And he's I'm, a, I'm 99% sure. And he's a tracker uh, or he's a drug dog or he's both? Patrol. So he can be uh, narcotics and tracking. Yes. Very good. Uh, I know you got to get back to your, your conference there in Miami, but I did, we always like to end with a cop myth or a did you know. Question for you, in the TV, which is, I figure, always just plain false, but, you know, we like to ask, um, off-duty police officers, what sort of arrest powers do off-duty police officers have? They have the exact same arrest powers as if they were on duty. They have to identify themselves and show some identification, uh, but that that makes no difference whether they're on or off-duty. They're still sworn police officers. So if somebody says, brother, you're going to jail and shows me a badge— my options at that point are to comply and ask for what more validation or just comply. Right, <laughs> those are my choices. Yeah, yeah, I would comply, but the officer does need to show identification uh, if he or she can. But uh, most of the time, we will we will detain a person until a person, a uniformed officer in a marked car can arrive. Uh, but the, it makes no difference. We're on duty once we're sworn in. We're pretty much on duty uh, until we leave the profession. So every cop is an undercover cop all the time, everywhere they go. Yeah, you know, I've had more stuff happen to me off-duty than on because people <laughs> simply don't know they're doing things in front of a police officer. So that's <laughs> why you wonder why we, we're armed when we're off-duty. That's the biggest reason right there. How, how, how much decision not to act 
goes on with cops who are off duty. Because I, again, I mean, I have to assume you see, just like you said, you see a lot more stuff when you're, you know, hiding in plain sight. And I assume you also have a higher threshold for engagement because you figure, oh man, I just don't want to get involved in all this right now. Well, if it's a felony, we're, we're bound to act. If it's, somebody's life is in danger, we will act. We're not going to hesitate. We're going to do what we have to do. And then other crimes, we can uh, we can decide whether, you know, misdemeanors, whether it be a good witness or, or call another unit. That's the smartest thing for, for the officers to do, to call somebody that is on duty and be a good witness until that officer can get on scene. That makes perfect sense. Mike Wood is a public information officer for Pensacola Police Department. As always, Mike, thank you for the time. Thanks for what you do, keeping us informed. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, sir.